Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome into the last ship after show right here on AfterBuzzTV.com. Season 1, the season finale, episode 10, No Place Like Home. Thank you for being patient with us while we did this. This week should have been done last week. We literally all had scheduling issues all week long that we couldn't avoid. Unfortunately, Charlotte is actually out this week too. She's Her scheduling issues continue. Continue. But the rest of us are here. I'm Bobby DeMiro, joined by Monsi Bolanos and Marina Santos. Hello, ladies. Hi. How y'all doing? Good to be back. Good. good I know, seriously back. good to be yeah. back, and I'm glad we got to actually do the last episode because it was great. Oh, yes. awesome. It was really good. Perfect ender. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll open it up to you guys. Was this the perfect ending to season one? Would you have changed anything? Would you have done anything different? I think the silence says it all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was really so. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything that would be better. Yeah, I agree. I was wondering how they were going to... Because it had to be a cliffhanger in, mm-hmm. some, in some way. Yeah. I was just wondering what the cliffhanger was going to be. And I like this one. I like I like what we're going into for the next season. I like... And Marini, you mentioned it to me off camera when we were preparing that they go back on the ship. Or it looks like they go back on the ship. They may go back out in the water. Yeah. I li- I per- in a weird way, I prefer them being on the ship than just going on land and establishing mm-hmm. kind of a walking dead-like... I know we use yeah. that comparison a lot. But a walking dead-like community. Yeah. I would prefer them to be on the ship and maybe go different places and hit different things. So I like that that's going that way. We'll see if the ship gets out of port. We'll see if Chandler or whoever else sticks around. But whatever's going on, the fact that they're trying to get on the ship and go back out to sea yeah. is something that I like. Mm-hmm. So Right. And it, it, it was a good way that if they do go back on the ship, it's not going to be boring, right? It's not just them on the ship. There was a reason that they had to go back out, and it's not mm-hmm. related to the virus itself, you know, because now they yeah. have the cure. Yeah. It's something else. So it makes it exciting, even though, you know, a lot of the plot happens on the ship. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it right now. Let's talk about Granderson first. I think she is the most... What, what, what does that look? I was just... I was like, seriously, this... Say it. This bitch is cray. <laughs> That's what I thought. Instantly, and from the beginning. And I don't... I actually don't know the actress's name. Unfortunately, she She's great. To, I've seen her in a million wonderful, things. Yeah. But she always does this type of, like, sneaky... 
role where at first mm-hmm. you're not sure. And so immediately when she came out, I was like, don't trust her. <laughs> don't trust her. But she's cray. Cray. Oh. oh, I was so mad. Yeah. I was mad, too, that this was such a high up, high level government official. And the first question that I have with her is now that we know what her motives are and what she's been doing, she mentioned that the presidential bunker, people got sick, died, the government's gone. Mm-hmm. Did they get sick and die or did she kill them? Probably she. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I think, I think she was involved. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. She's trying to be president. That's what leader. Yeah, she's trying to take over the world. She is a warlord. That's what's so ironic yeah. about this is yeah. we're talking about Thorwald. What's his name? Thorwald, the warlord, the leader. Of the, well, she's her own warlord, mm-hmm. and she's got that lieutenant. I've got his name written down from the Maryland State Trooper yeah, or whatever. I've, lieutenant. Not Landau. That's the woman, but the other lieutenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about, but I have him as lieutenant. I couldn't get the name either. Yeah, yeah those, those guys. I know I've got it, and I don't want to look at my notes the entire time. But whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Those people are warlords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just as bad as Thorwald and these other guys who seem pretty bad themselves. Yeah. So Chandler basically walked or, you know, rode his little boat from the thing. He rode into a hellhole. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's no way to know that. The problem is Granderson is so much of a, I guess you'd say sociopath in some ways, that she convinced everybody otherwise. She had the person on the ship. This is the interesting thing with her. I think she was cunning enough to plan this knowing what might happen with the virus because she put her daughter on board. Right. And I know she said, oh, I put my daughter on board because I thought she might be safe, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I can believe that a little bit, and we did it first. Mm -hmm. But once we realized what her motives were, she put her daughter on board, so she had somebody on the inside, so she can weasel into Chandler. Oh, yeah. Now, she didn't count on Chandler being as headstrong and gung-ho mm-hmm. as he is, but she was kind of counting on him that, oh, if my daughter's with him, if he respects my daughter, I can get in good with him, and then he can take my mm-hmm. orders. Yeah. Now, not so. No. But that's what she was counting on. So, so this was a very long play for her. Very long. This wasn't like a few weeks after the virus hit, hey, let's try to run the world. This was a long thing for her. And it makes me wonder if she helped spread the virus. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's, awful. Yeah, it just makes you wonder what's the real story now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did this really take place? Yeah. And what's her motive? You know, I don't think it's enough to be like, oh, I want to rule the world. You want to you want to kill six and a half billion of the seven billion and then rule the world. That's a really weird, big yeah. task. I want to know, like, what's her actual motive? Right. You know, more than just wanting power in the finite sense in Baltimore. What was the broader picture for her? I don't know. Power. It has to be power. It's got to just be plain. People are, are dumb when it comes to power. I mean, at the end, didn't she say something? I think I wrote it down. Or she said something like um, that the virus isn't discriminative she's like i have to be that's yeah i I wrote it down too and now oh the virus doesn't discriminate i discriminate i'm the one one that has to do it absolutely yeah and and she's what she's doing literally she's playing god you read my mind yeah literally took it out of my head (laughs) so that's i mean that's what's really going on with her and it you know it it makes sense i guess but that's what's really you guys passing notes without me no, my volume just went extremely high. You guys have no idea I'm deaf right now. So I was just asking her, oh, thank you. Is that so, good? Yeah, I don't know. Out of nowhere. It was mine just did like, too. I rocked it and I was like, whoa. So when Marina's ears blow out, it's just going to be me doing the show. Yes. If your volume goes high, guys. Thank Are you. you passing notes? Just like be in class. Your... I didn't know if you guys were Wait, saying something about Do you like Bobby? Me. Check yes. No. Check no. I thought you were going to say something check like. Check no, check no. Like, do check I, like, maybe. Like, do I smell bad? Like, you know, is there, do I have something on my face? Like, I didn't know what was going on. 
on. I was, I was little, trying to be sneaky, okay? Getting a little, getting a little embarrassed. Way to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be professional over here. All right, you guys. Team Granderson, apparently. Oh, uh, no. But, but you know what I was going to say is yeah. what came to mind when I saw the episode and, and her... It's like Hitler, right? It's like, uh, as yeah. awful as it is, she's like trying to kill everyone to get... to to be the leader and to yeah. be in power and to have people be the way she wants them to. Yeah, and no, how this is she her Holocaust. Her, yeah. Right, and how yeah. she has the elite people or whatever she considers elite yeah. to take on the world once the human race has been destroyed based on her actions. But she's like picking who she wants to survive and who she wants to carry on the next step of the new human race or yeah. whatever. If you guys were to pick that, and I know you never would, but who would you pick to survive? What type of people? Just Marina. Well, uh. I know we've already talked about how you guys would stick around and the, I remember that conversation a couple weeks ago I wasn't involved but like what kind of people Be she had a lot of scientists we saw in that lab but I assume she's picking other people too who else do you pick do you just go for the intelligent do you well, go for professional athletes who are strong like who do you pick I guess I would go for like well first of all this is just awful I wouldn't pick you know in real life, <laughs> I wouldn't do this. But if I had to, you kind of go like the Noah's Ark, right? You get, I would get two of each, at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. To, to I wouldn't just get scientists. No, yeah. absolutely not. Not at all. No. The yeah. Noah's Ark, two, just two by two, they go up every yeah. little bit, of every race, a little bit of every height, like every string. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah. you know, to 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 keep the diversity and all the ethnicities we have and races, and I mean, who wants a world where Everyone is the same, and genetically, you would have to do something like that to, to make sure the population doesn't get too right, you know, crossbred or whatever. So, yeah. okay, I mean, I know we're getting a little too deep into that idea, yeah. but I'm glad to know Marina's thought about it. <laughs> but again, I would never do that. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, so, what about Granderson from the perspective of Thorwald and these assassins? Because we find out that Granderson is not such a good person mm-hmm. and has been doing some really shady stuff, like literally killing who knows how many thousands, millions of people uh, with Olympia and all that. But before we get to Olympia and Chandler's family and stuff, let's talk about Thorwald and the warlords. Because the first, really, half of the episode before we learn what's going on with Granderson, the evil people to us are those warlords. Mm -hmm. They've got the high-powered rifle. They're trying to assassinate Granderson. So they don't like her. And now the Navy doesn't like her. The Navy Mm -hmm. learned very quickly they don't like her. But those warlords, I assume... They can't go away. There've got to be bands of warlords all over the world, mm-hmm. really, right? I mean, any apocalyptic thing, there's got to be weird groups of people who mm-hmm. splinter off. Yeah. So even if we never see these guys again, if the Navy leaves Baltimore, this is something they're going to have to deal with Yeah. yeah. in New York or wherever else they go. Yeah. I actually, for a split second towards the end, I thought, I was like, man, this whole time, I thought these warlords were the bad guys. Yeah. Right. And then I was like, maybe they're not. No, they're not, that, for they're, sure. They're, yeah, they're trying to go against her. Yeah. So, I'm But like, remember, they did also want to take the cure from the Navy. Right. They didn't want to work with them. They, But at the same time, how do they know that the Navy doesn't want to work with her? That's true. So yeah. it's just kind of, I, I feel like they're the ones that... Chandler and them can trust most at this yeah. point. Not that it's come to that, but I'm saying like, I think who else do you trust? At yeah. least they know what's really happening. When I when I saw that when the when they first showed that they wanted to kill Granderson, I was like, oh, these guys are bad. But then it's like, oh, so you see what's been happening? You probably know everything she's been doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to be the the key to help. 
yeah. the next season. I'm going into predictions, but I'm no, that's just, a, I, I think, just excited. I think that's a phenomenal prediction for next season. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Warlords' motives are outside of Granderson or how right. they feel about Chandler, but you're right. If they think that Chandler's automatically going to be on Granderson's team because it's a government-government thing, then when Chandler backs away from Granderson, maybe the Warlords flip and say, hey, hey yeah. those are our guys. Yeah. yeah, That's a good point. I think they did a really good job at portraying the Warlords throughout the season, right? Yeah. I mean, we really thought they were the bad guys, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until at the end that we were like, wait a second, maybe they're yeah. the good people. Yeah. And I agree with you. You know, they have to be doubtful of Chandler and the Navy because, right. you know, they respond to the government. Mm-hmm. So in, in his mind, these people are coming mm-hmm. to kill more people and to be against them and try to, you know, end the human race. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I don't know. I think, again, not to go into predictions too much, but I think Chandler and them are going to be connected somehow. Yeah. And try to help each other. Right. Because, I mean, clearly you can't t- trust Grant Granderson. Yeah, oh, Granderson. yeah. No, she's you, done. I mean, her daughter doesn't trust her. Yeah, she's Alicia done. Alicia was trying to get yeah. off. Like, yeah, you can't. You can't trust her. You, you're going to have to. A bigger group has to take on her and her yeah. government. Now, I don't want to throw this out there for you guys, because I know most of the Russians are dead, perhaps, because of that ship. But what if Granderson and the Russians are working together in some way for some weird world domination? What if we see the Russians again? I find that hard to believe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me, but it would also it would be such a ridiculous tw- twist yeah. to the story that it's like, yeah, you can make that happen and we would probably sit it's, and enjoy it. Especially because but, her daughter was in the ship, mm-hmm. you know, why would she have the Russians come and attack and try to Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't You're think right. she, you know, she might be a horrible person, but I wouldn't think she's, you know, would do that to her daughter, I hope. Yeah. If that became a thing, it wouldn't be a thing that was planned. Mm-hmm. It was. It wouldn't be like that. They've had this whole, this whole idea put together, and they're working together. It may be now, later in the future, if they run into each other and they realize, oh, we both hate Chandler. Yeah. Let's be friends. Yeah. So. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and another thing, um, how I started thinking that the warlords were good is that they were trying to stop people from going to Olympia. Yeah. Like, yes. if you think about it, in the other episodes, too, they were trying to, you know, Olympia doesn't exist. Like, there's nothing there. You shouldn't go there. Yeah. And now it makes sense. You know, they're right. trying to stop them from you know, Yeah, with the, with the other episodes, the way we saw Olympia was we were like, we first we thought Olympia was like a person. We didn't know if it was yeah. a doctor or mm-hmm. something. And then when we learned it's a sports arena, we thought, oh, maybe that's where there's treatment or a quarantine or whatever. And you see the warlords preventing people, and you're like, hey, you're bad. Don't yeah. prevent people from going yeah. there. As it turns out, the warlords weren't bad. Um, so that's not. a good point. Maybe the warlords are actually our homies. And you know what I think when I think of the warlords? Who has now left the ship and is on his own to be his own Text. warlord? Text. Why? Oh. Uh, I was so sad about that. Tex, Tex has a lot of similarities with the warlords. Dudes hanging out with a gun who were like fending for themselves. That's going to be oh, how they connect. Pre- oh, yep. Oh, that was a good prediction. Yeah. That's how they're, that's how they're going to connect. Tex is going to go mingle with them and be like, let them know. They're All my right. homies. We were going to do Texas topic three, but obviously he's too good. Let's just jump oh, to him now. We'll talk about okay. Chandler and Olympia and Chandler's family in a minute. First things first with Tex. How about that Rachel Scott makeout session? I loved it. I loved it. Everything about it. You know what I loved about Tex? <laughs> mm-hmm. When Lieutenant Landau, the the Maryland State Trooper, the woman, mm-hmm. when she walks up and introduces herself and Tex is like, how are you doing today? Did you see the Scott, the look Rachel Scott gave him? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Rachel, you can't have it both ways. If you want to oh. get with him, get with him. If you're not going to get with him, you can't be jealous. Yeah, I was yeah. so disappointed she didn't do anything. Yeah. I'm like, come on, girl. I know. That, that whole scene when he was saying bye to her. 
if he she was just standing there i was like do something like clearly you don't want him to go yeah clearly why don't you do something and make it exciting but then he went back in planted one on her and i was go tex Go, go text. text. Well, team text. I feel like it's too much beard. I mean, I'm not kissing no, guys I, anyways. It's too much beard. I, I thought about that. When he was saying goodbye, I was like, you know what? If I was her, maybe if he shaved his head and his beard a little bit. Yeah. Or, you know, he took a shower. <laughs> I mean, I know, I, it's, know. I know it's the apocalypse. But, like, dude, you know, you get trim it. Like, it's but too it, much hair. But at least it's not, like, it's, it's a lie. You're right. But at least it's not, like, at the stage where it's starting to grow. So it, like, hurts Girl. Oh yeah, that's the worst. Like it's like poking us in the face. Yeah. You're like, that's ah. not okay. It, yeah, it's not, not like okay. that. It's you know, like it's it calmed down. It's yeah. calmed. No, it's calmed down. At the same time, it's who it who he is. Yeah, you know. So I guess stop hating on text. Yeah, I guess I'm, he should. I'm not hating on text. I'm just saying I've never really experienced facial hair, obviously, on myself or anybody else. Bobby can't grow any facial I, hair. I can't. Literally, it'd be like a little patch here and here, and that's. I was it, joking, so. but <laughs> no, no, you're not joking. I definitely can't. There's a reason I don't have a beard. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I going with that? I have no idea. Oh, so, so poor Tex, though. He leaves the ship. It's time for him to go. He's got the shot, so theoretically he's immune, but I know there's different strains, so who knows? I'm sure something's going to come up. But I hope we keep seeing him. I hope him leaving the ship wasn't him leaving the show. I yeah. hope we see him in season two. We have so to. And I don't think so. I yeah. don't think they would get rid of him and not give us an explanation or yeah. you know, an ending or a farewell or something. Yeah. Agreed. Well, yeah. let's we'll hope see. so. At least he kissed Rachel Scott. Yes. I would have taken a sex scene, but at least he kissed her. Yeah, okay. yeah. I would have liked a makeout session, something a little more than just a kiss. And it was so sterile in the sense that not only was it just kind of a thing that happened at the end of this awkward goodbye, and he turns to leave, and then he's like, "Screw it," and turns yeah. around. But it was also sterile because it was in a medical facility. It was in like an outer room, but it was in a medical facility, so the whole thing's kind of sterile. I know we're not looking for romance in post-apocalyptic yeah. Baltimore, um, but it was pretty sterile. Like, yeah, I yeah. want I want Tex to have a little bit more. He yeah, clearly loves I, her. I wish he had some, said something very clever to her mm-hmm. that would make her feel like shit. Something Tex, right? Like, right. yeah, I felt like his goodbye was so, it was too nice and yeah. too, like, easy. It, it, he, there was so much more he should have said. I think yeah. As a man who may or may not have done this. Oh. I think he may be playing the game where you go to the point of no return to see if she'll bring you back. And you kind of have to put all your cards on the table. Well, goodbye. I'm leaving now. And you expect her to be like, don't leave. Let's be together. But if she doesn't say anything, Mm -hmm. excuse my language, you're shit out of luck. You have to go. You said you were going to go. So that's kind of text gets caught between his own rock and a hard place. Because I think he was gambling that she was going to stop him and say, let's be together. I have to be with you. Whatever. She didn't say that. Even if she felt it, she didn't say that. Tex played a little bit of a passive aggressive game, lost the game, has to leave. Yeah. But coming from her point of view, let's talk about her for a second. Yeah. Her previous relationships were, you know, one, two, three night stands every few months with somebody, a journalist somewhere. So I don't think she ever had a really strong and consistent relationship. So for her, for her to commit to text, it's a really big commitment and something very different for her that she's probably super scared. Right. I think, I mean, like, she has so much on her plate. If you, if I was really the doctor trying to find the cure to save the world... The last thing I'm thinking about 
is this guy. Yeah. Even if I might like this guy, I might genuinely have these feelings. And, you know, maybe if the world wasn't coming to an end and I wasn't the only scientist that's trying to save it that knows a cure, yeah, we could go on a date. <laughs> Why not? But I don't think Tex was playing that game. I disagree. I mean, Tex basically told her he loved her, like, essentially, and told her all these things. You make me want to love again. Yeah, you make, and he knew <laughs> that. says that? And still, he didn't get what she wanted, what he yeah. wanted from her, excuse me. Yeah. He still never got it. So it's like, if you were playing this game now, it's like, when are you going to learn, Tex? She's not... I just feel like he was more romantic saying things about her to the dog on the ship oh, yeah. than he was actually to her. Yeah. It's very cheesy to her, right? I wish he would have said the things to the dog to her to a certain extent, yeah. rephrased them, but... But it's because of how I don't think she's cold, but she's kind of, she is like a wall up, and yeah. it's difficult. That's why he's he can't do that to her because he's realized all she's gonna do is just look at me. Yeah, like yeah. that's the reaction. He's They'd be getting. the perfect couple though. Be she's so serious, she is the wall up. He can break her down and like mm-hmm. make her a little more relaxed and make her a little more fun, and then she can kind of make him a little more focused because he's very yeah. unfocused. I know he knows what he's doing and he takes missions seriously, but he's a goofball. Yeah. Right. So they can work together to complement each other's strengths. I guess is what we'll say. You know, to keep it proper. Mm-hmm. Um, poor Tex. I hope we see him next year. I really mm-hmm. do. We saw him the last scene. I think we saw him. The car was driving away. I think it was Foster in the car with, with mm-hmm. one of the other soldiers who was wounded. Driving away, driving back to the ship. And we see him walking up with his gun. So mm-hmm. we know he's on land. He's on his own. He's doing his thing. So I hope he finds his way. Yes. Um, we'll see. All right. Let's move to Chandler and Olympia and Chandler's family. Uh, and we learn his wife's name, Darian. I don't think we had known that before. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Um, but we learned about, obviously, Chandler's dad and a little Chandler's too wife. Late. Yeah. yeah, a little too late. Poor for her. Spoiler alert, she's dead. Uh, but the kids are alive, and Grandpa looks to be alive, and it looks like they all got their shots in Olympia, mm-hmm. so it looks like, theoretically, everybody's okay. Again, mm-hmm. strain to strain, Lord knows, but theoretically, for now, everybody's okay. Yes. Um, did he make the right move, Chandler, going to Olympia to rescue them. I know they went to this Onyx truck stop. Nobody was there or whatever. Was it the right move to go to Olympia and rescue them? I'm not even going to get in the shootout with the Maryland police. We'll talk about that in a minute. Was it the right move to rescue his family at Olympia? Or is that too great of a risk with too much of a delay? And then the ship gets caught up, which is what happened. But I think I think so. I mean, what does he have to lose now? Mm-hmm. He's in land. He did his job. Like, he has a vaccine. In his mind, he thinks it's safe and sound. With, um, what is her name? Grand Nursing. Yeah. And why wouldn't you do everything to get your family back, especially when you're able to contact them and know that they're sick? Here is my question. Would you approve of Miller, that crappy soldier, that young white dude? Would you approve of him holding up the whole operation to go get his family back? Was he... What... what? What was he holding back? Yeah, that's what I don't know. What was he? He took the best men. He took the best men with him. He took Jeter and all those guys. Everybody was slattery. Went to Onyx. They got in a shootout with the Maryland police. One of their guys got injured. Maybe will die. You know, Jeter, whoever got injured, is Chandler. And listen, Chandler's the best leader. He never puts himself above the mission. It's always mission first, team first, utilitarian. What's the best thing for the ship? Was this the best thing for the ship. But again, like Monsi said, what were they doing? They were just chilling at the <laughs> facility. You know, yeah. there was no mission. They were. They, it was not like there was anything else for them to do. I guess. And then during the mission to Onyx, that's when they realized the Granderson and the state right. troopers were flipped. I right. feel like it's you can't. Yes, go do that. Yeah. In that situation, unfortunately, I don't think in this situation. I I I would say Miller. No, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to wait. 
And I would so say that Chandler, to the rest of the sailors. Sorry, guys, you're going to have to wait. So the captain's family takes precedence over the rest of the sailors. It's not that it takes precedence. It's just that what he's done, uh, he got contact. Everyone else didn't get contact. Like, that's rare. You know what I mean? So maybe if somebody else would have gotten contact, Chandler would be like, let's go. And, I, you know. Well, remember, Chandler did say when they were going to Fort Detrick, when they knew Fort Detrick was blown up and they were going to Baltimore, he said, we we're going to pass Norfolk. You may get a call. We are passing Norfolk. We mm-hmm. can't contact them. We are going to our mission. This is the mission. If other people had gotten calls in Norfolk, Chandler was prepared to ignore them. But all of a sudden we're in Baltimore. Hey, my dad's here with my kids. Got to go get my kids. It's just a little selfish to me. Well, it, yes, it is. But let's be honest. Think of, regardless of the show, what's going on. If you look in the Army, the Navy, each person has a different ranking. And right. each ranking has a di- different privilege that they are allowed. Look at somebody, you know, who is just starting as their first year. They get nothing. Like, they get sure. half an hour sleep and a bowl of oatmeal. But relative to the mission. And the mission of the entire group was not, let's rescue my dad. That was a secondary thing that came up that they had no idea was going to happen, that they went on a whim. And I wonder if that just wasn't too emotionally charged by Chandler to divert too many resources from the ship. All those guys were off the ship. Chandler, Jeter, Foster, all those good soldiers and you know SEALs and whatever were off the ship when Slattery was there alone and the Maryland State Police Lieutenant came up, shot two people on the ship, and, and mustered up the crew. If Chandler and them had been there on the ship, does that turn out differently? But well, he, wasn't, he wasn't going to be in the ship either way. Yeah, and I, I think like you're also forgetting when he was captured by the Russians and he went back to get Quincy's wife and daughter, he put the mission aside of going back to go save someone because he knew he could. Mm-hmm. So it's just like... I don't know I, if that was right. But he, he, the, the point is that that's just, if he do, he'll do it for other people if I think he thinks it's it's in the realm of possibilities without it ruining everything too much. So he, you're right. Probably not the best thing to go get Quincy's family, but he still did it yeah. because he's captain. So I think it was like, where are you, Dad? You're not far. Yeah. Let me go try and help you. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You, yeah. you find your dad after contacting him for a very long time and be like, oh, yeah, uh, I can't do that. Sorry, I'm going to sit here and wait and do nothing because yeah. he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, and I'm with Marina. I think his ranking allowed him to do this. Okay. Like who he was. and. I I know that sucks, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. <laughs> he, he worked hard for it. I'm, yeah, he started know, at the bottom. Yeah, and he put his life on the line for everyone else. Let him go try and get his family. Okay. All we, right. we will defend McSteamy the whole way. You Apparently, do not that's what it is. It's not even the situation, the issue, Captain <laughs> Chandler. It's just the fact that it's Eric Dane. <laughs> and God forbid you guys ever disagree with Eric Dane because if he ever comes around here, you want him to love you guys. I'd be like, so, hey. if he's coming around, you're not going to be here, Bobby. That's we'll exactly what I'm out. saying. We've yeah. already talked about that. Yeah. Remember when uh, when Tommy Savage was here earlier? We ta- we talked about this. All right? <laughs> I know what's going to happen when Eric Dane shows up, and I will not. I will no longer quote unquote be affiliated with AfterBuzz. <laughs> All right, let's talk very broadly now um, about the season. This is something I like to do on season finales all the time. And I know, I think to a person, and I think we can say this for Charlotte too, we all really like the show. Mm-hmm. We really like the season. But but more specifically than that, what are your guys' final thoughts? Now that we've seen 10 episodes, we know season two's coming up. We're going to see it in 2015. Final thoughts on the season as a whole. What do you guys think? I will start with saying that it was a lot better than I thought. You know, I think... It- from first episode, first few minutes of the show, we were intrigued and we were interested and we were, you know, excited and wanting to see more. And I think a lot of shows, even like really good shows nowadays, it, 
the first few episodes are not as good because you don't know anything. You don't know what's going on. You're still trying to catch up. And I'm thinking trying... of a very specific show we've done together. Hey, I, <laughs> well, I'll just throw one out there. Breaking Bad. It took, yeah. Me, yeah. It, it took me a season and a half to be obsessed with it, which I was after that. But, you know, like some shows just start slower. And the show was good from the beginning, which I give tons of prop to the team. You know, the writing team, the... Well, the whole the, the whole crew and cast. Yeah. Right, I agree. I think overall it was a it's an excellent show. I recommend it. I it's also a show that if it's on, I'll watch it. If I'm like at home and I turn the TV on and it happens, oh yeah, let's watch this. It's entertaining. It was better than I expected it to be, and it was. I think it took a lot of not that it was like a ton of crazy turns and twists, but it took a lot of twists in the story that were small yet interesting and different and something we don't see every day and there's such good television nowadays it's i'll still watch this yeah Mm -hmm. you know like i'll I'll make sure it's recording and i'll make sure i'm gonna watch it and i don't say that about a lot of shows and i will say two things on this the twists it took were realistic enough i know that a virus in a post-apocalyptic world the chances of this happening ebola is in the news right Mm -hmm. now in the real world the chances of this happening are so 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 slim i know the plague happened in the 1400s guess what medical technology now Mm -hmm. these things probably won't happen to this magnitude so it's not realistic but the twist that it took, I was like, okay, it's not too much. It's mm-hmm. not too crazy. They haven't yet jumped a shark, as mm-hmm. they say. So I'm okay with that. And I can suspend enough disbelief to still believe what's going on. Yeah. The other thing I will say about this specifically is I am glad Michael Bay had such a small role in dealing with this show. Yeah. I know Tommy said when we interviewed Tommy Savas, who played Cassetti a couple weeks ago, he said that he was there for the big battle scene he was there on like the first episode and then he kind of went away and was just a producer he wasn't a director he wasn't doing any of that i'm glad that happened i am not a transformers fanboy i am not a teenage mutant ninja turtles Mm -hmm. fanboy both of those franchises a lot of people will argue michael bay has messed them up pretty good Mm -hmm. because it's all explosions and it's all this and that story is not great exactly and if you're you're into writing or story or character development you're not going to get that with michael Mm -hmm. bay for better or worse um and, and, and again that's not my judgment whatever but i'm glad that he was where he was with this show as a producer, as whatever, but let writers write. Let mm-hmm. people character develop. Let producers mm-hmm. produce and let other things happen because I think his input made it valuable. I'm sure he did a lot of work on it, mm-hmm. but I think it was also good to have him back off a little bit and let the show be a little more emotionally touching than it might have been. Yeah, I totally agree. It had a touch of Michael Bay, mm-hmm. which is exactly what you need on in a series because if it was just like typical Michael Bay, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with Michael Bay, like, but I agree. There you have to be in a certain movies. mood. Yeah. There's certain, be in a certain movies mood. Yeah. that I, you know, I, I don't get what the obsession with Megan Fox is. I don't get it. I do not understand <laughs> Are that. Are you just saying that because she's tall and you're short? She oh. is tall, and the girl is great to look at, but well, it, I, the, I, I'm not going to go there. You, you responded to your own question. You responded to your own question. She's, what she's, is so great about her is that she's extremely attractive. She's extremely, but, she, but it's just like, yeah, that's it. I don't know, it just, whatever. Anyways, I just don't get the obsession, but I, <laughs> I'm glad that it had a hint of Michael Bay. And not yeah. uh, all over it because yeah. I don't think we would have been as excited week mm-hmm. after week. I don't think the viewers would be as excited week after week. It would have just eventually been like, yeah, it's a ton of action. It's- yeah, ten, 10 weeks of explosions would have been a little too much. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It became an actual series. It became yeah. an act- something that is actually worth watching week after week. 
That, and now it's going to have a legit season two. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to go on the level of a Breaking Bad or a Walking Dead or a show like that. I don't know if they can even stretch it for that many seasons. But this is a very successful show for TNT. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they expected it to be even quite this successful. Right. So good on them. Good on the show. I don't know. I think we all have high reviews. I know Charlotte does too. Yeah. Um, Hi, so Charlotte. No news and gossip today, but let's do predictions for season two. That'll Oof. be fun. Yeah. yeah. And now... You're after Buzz TV predictions. Who wants to begin? I can go, I guess. <laughs> You're all staring at me. I, I mean, I can go, yeah. Um, so, first thing I'll say is, we mentioned earlier, I think Tex is going to get in contact with, um, I, I don't know his name. The Warlord. Thorwald and the yeah, Warlords, yeah. Thorwald. Thor, um, Thorwald is Thorwald, the most bizarre name. I can't even say that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a Viking. The TH are very difficult for me. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a Viking from the year 941. Yeah. Thorwald. Yes, it is. It is. It's something that would be like in Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. But, so I think Tex is going to find them or however it's gonna happen and he's gonna become part of it and he's gonna realize what is truly going on and this is gonna cause them to go back which is gonna cause them to reunite with dr scott Mm. and then next season they'll be together so that's one okay okay I'm laughing because you're smiling. Okay. <laughs> and All right. Let's see what else. I think I can't decide if they're going to go on the boat. I thought after I was down there, they were going to go back on the boat. But then you you said, no, I don't know. Maybe it's something different. And then I was like... Mm. I'm thinking they're going on the boat only because, but, yeah. no offense, I'm going to offend a lot of people. Who wants to stay in Baltimore? Let's be honest. Isn't it the the most, the highest crime city in the world? It's a something? big crime city. I don't think yeah. it's the highest in the world. the world. I was thinking yeah. like or New the Orleans. States? Maybe? No, I think no? there's even bigger ones than this. But Detroit. Baltimore's got problems. But then Baltimore and then Apocalypse has real problems. <laughs> yeah. Great crab cakes. But I can't imagine you staying no. in Baltimore anyways. No offense, Baltimore. I'm sorry. I just, you know, hey, take Go it for what it is. I'm going to get a nasty comment for that from somebody from Maryland. But the Maryland State Troopers, I have no confidence in them. So I think they leave Baltimore for sure. But I do think some people are going to stay behind, though. I don't think the whole crew is going to get on the boat. So this is where the crew divides. Yes. Really? By choice or or by I think, force? I think it might be a little bit of both. Hmm. Not not by force. I think they're going to volunteer, but I think they're going to realize that, you know, we need to... Split up. We, we need to have some people here. You know, we can't just run away and not deal with it. Even if we're in the boat, you know, we need to we need to start slowly trying to figure out exactly what their weak point is, what we can do. You know, so they're going to continue working inland trying to figure out um, how they can change the situation. Here's my question with that. That's an interesting prediction. If they split up, if the crew splits up, and let's take it what it is right now. Chandler and his family are on land. Mm -hmm. Jeter and some of those other guys are on land. Slattery is on the boat. If they split up exactly like that, Whose story do we follow? Like, who who is the main character? Is it Slattery in the ship, or is it Chandler on land? What do you think, character development-wise, is it, Chandler the main character, so we follow mm-hmm. him no matter what? I, no, I, I think it depends. If we're following just Chandler and his family, that's not no. the story we're going to follow. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it's, if, if, if it's that versus the boat and Slattery and the sailors... We're gonna follow Slattery and Chandler. It's the name of the show. Yeah. And we'll take a back seat until then. But if it's like Chandler and like, you know, Foster and Green and like a bunch of different people, then we'll follow them. I just yeah. don't think if it's about him and his family. Okay. Yeah. Uh-uh. I will say, I think some of 
two people that will stay is Danny and Foster. They will stay on land. Yes. Why? Cause because she's a pregnancy. pregnancy. Okay. Yeah. Danny would be a tough guy to lose on that boat. I would. He's valuable. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But we'll see. The boat may have the best medical capabilities, though. If the doctor's around, if all that stuff's around, the boat may have the best medical capabilities to have the child. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, I think the 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 place that they're... Um, Granderson, Granderson's place? Yeah, but is Granderson going to let them have the baby but knowing the thing, that? That's the thing. I feel like they're going to act like they're turning on Chandler and they're like, you know what? No, we just want to... We just want to... We're pregnant. We want our child to be safe. We want to stay here. We don't want to be in the Navy anymore. So they're they're going to have an inside look on what's going on. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Go for it, Monty. I got a couple of different stuff. <laughs> I do think that... I agree. I think Tex is going to be the middleman and getting the ship and the, maybe the warlords together to take on Granderson. Uh, I have a feeling that a good, a very believable way to finally get Granderson is to give her a taste of her own medicine. And Dr. Scott, Rich Scott, is going to inject her with the cure and is going to kill her. Like she's been doing. Like injecting people that are sick. You know how at the end of the Olympia? So you're saying because Granderson doesn't have a cure yet because their cure was actually more of the sickness. Right. They don't have... She needs to be injected. They all need to be injected. She needs the vaccine. She needs the vaccine. I thought I, I thought there was a scene where Granderson had injected herself She was injecting herself bit. something, but we don't know what it was. But I don't know sure. what it was. I didn't think it was the cure. I didn't... Yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought yeah. that... Maybe. I thought either Quincy or Rachel Scott had to do that. Because they're the ones that had been doing it to everyone else. So I did see her injecting something, yeah. but I was like, you can't possibly be injecting yourself with the cure. I just assumed they might have given Granderson a little yeah. bit of the cure she injected herself because you wouldn't let them find out that you've been killing people until you for yeah. sure at least had yeah. the cure yourself. And, and I think it would be too easy, right? Yeah. You know, they've been, the warlords have been trying to kill her for, for a long time and for her to just come next season and die. Because I think she's going to be a big part of next season. Really? I disagree. I think she'll be like first couple of episodes and then hmm. it'll just be like another issue because we can't I wouldn't want to follow 10 seasons of a battle against this one person okay like I think they'll figure out a way like I'm not saying it's not going to be important but I don't think it will take on the whole second season I don't see okay. it happening uh, but maybe she maybe I took that wrong I just thought that she didn't she hadn't gotten a vaccine yet I thought none of them had had it yet I know that they were working on it but that's just what I thought Uh, I also don't think Tex and Rachel Scott are going to end up together oh I'm sorry yeah no um Chandler's wife's dead it's official. She's dead. There was a very touching scene between Chandler and Rachel when he got that shot yeah and he told her he said to her Let's enjoy the moment. That's what, yeah. Let's yeah. enjoy. And the not moment. only was it touching, it was touching for Rachel. Mm-hmm. She was sweeter in that scene than she was with Tex. I know Tex overpowered her on the makeout, but she was like awkward and cold and distant to him mm-hmm. during that whole scene. That wasn't sweet. That was weird and awkward and kind of funny and kind of mm-hmm. cute. With Chandler, it was like sweet and mm-hmm. deep. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think she, in all, like the whole season, I think you would see her be more intimate more romantic more emotional with chandler versus then with tex and i'll add that and it's a, it's a good prediction i'll add that it would be a better way for her to stay in the show if she's with chandler than she like tex i think eventually he's he's gonna go mm-hmm. yeah i think he's gonna be like a main character throughout every single season you and guys are breaking my heart i know i agree i'm sad i you know actually i think you want to know what i think i think no. tex 
will die in no! season two. I think that he is. It's going to come down to the fight against Granderson, and he's going to be in the middle of this fight. And I think he's he might die. I don't want him to. Tex, we love you. I don't want him we'll to. All, we'll but all I, cry. Yeah, we a, will cry. Said a quick prayer for Tex Nolan. Yeah, I hope I hope I'm wrong on this, but I think. I think he has to die in order for this love story to go, Ugh. and this love because sto- or unless yeah. it unless magically this other woman comes into the show that Tex maybe has a thing for it. because you can clearly see Rachel might have like a slight crush on Tex, but I think she likes Chandler, and that's probably why she won't be any show any feelings towards. Here's Tex. the only the only monkey wrench in that is Chandler has shown unbelievable restraint and understanding that Tex is in love with Rachel, and Chandler is too honorable of a dude to go after Rachel's guy. But that's why or, Tex or to go is after Texas girl. I mean. That's why she's saying but, Tex is going to die, and then Chandler. And then it opens up. Or okay. or Plan B on this situation is since he's off, since he left, we're going to see an extended period of time. Where Tex is not in the picture on with them at least together. Okay. And then if he does stay on the show and doesn't die, he's gonna come back into it and they're already gonna be in a relationship. And have a baby. Oh man. Boom! <laughs> we just wrote your second season. Oh Lord. <laughs> Alright, uh, my only prediction on the second season is I think they do leave Baltimore. No offense to you, Baltimore fans. Well, actually, let's be honest, offense. You guys are gonna take offense, Baltimore people, <laughs> what I said about your city, so whatever, I'll just own it. But I think they leave Baltimore. I think that they Go up the coastline. I think you can't do a post-apocalyptic show without going somewhere like New York City and seeing what's going on in the skyscrapers. Because that's like the... If, if the apocalypse ever happened, that would be one of the most interesting places to see is like, where do the millions of people on top of each other go? Go mm-hmm. to New York, go to LA. Like, what do those places look like? Mm-hmm. So I think they go there and then maybe they go across the pond. Go to like London, Europe, do a little, you know, European cruise on their cruise ship. <clears throat> or something like that. But I think they they end up, <clears throat> excuse me, going up across there. The other monkey wrench on their travels, there are a lot of U.S. military installations in places like Greenland and near the North Pole. And there's military installations in rural, rural, mm-hmm. northern areas in Canada and Greenland and whatever. And maybe they start hitting up these installations. This ship has already been down south at the South Pole dealing with ice and snow and stuff like that. So we know it's capable. Maybe they go to the North Pole to do that, to try to, again, get away from people and isolate themselves for some other reason we'll find out in Season 2. Interesting. Interesting. Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. Dun-dun-dun. Oh, man. It sucks that we have to wait a year. Seriously. we got to wait a long time. Aww. 2015, which is not going to be January. It's going to be a little bit longer after that. Yeah. But that's okay. Last Ship Season 2 will be back. We'll hopefully be back for that one, obviously. Um... Last thing of note, I guess, is thank you guys. Thank you for all your comments, all your views. Again, apologies for doing this one a week late. Yeah. You guys will find it. It's on AfterBuzzTV.com, on YouTube, on iTunes, on all that good stuff. A little late to say subscribe to AfterBuzz for the Last <laughs> Ship podcast. But if you were new to AfterBuzz and you'd never seen anything before this, subscribe on iTunes and YouTube now. There's We literally do hundreds of other shows, so surely there is something else you will like. I know you guys are doing a ton of other shows. I do Keeping Up with the Kardashians, just saying. Very similar to Last Ship. Post-apocalyptic oh, world. Right. Yeah. Very similar. Yes. <laughs> Very similar. Guys Just with like beards. So, you know, whatever. Well, there's a lot of drama in both of them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's a lot of drama in both of them. Um, <laughs> there's no way to compare these two shows. The point is there's a lot of good AfterBuzz shows on. So if you have another TV show you watch, we certainly do the recap. And if we don't, you know what? Tweet AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV. You can find us on Facebook.com/slash AfterBuzz TV. Send us a message. Be like, dude, 
do this show because mm-hmm. I guarantee you we will add it. And if nobody will do it, Bobby will do it. Bobby oh, does every I'll, show. I'll do it alone. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Uh, does every show. So you'll find him. <laughs> there you go. I'm only doing like four right now. Oh, so thank you guys very much for tuning in. Thank you guys for doing this show yeah. with me. Um, that's it this week. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> That's it this season. We should have like a cake or some champagne or something. Seriously. Why did we not have a cake? Or a pizza. We had a pizza a couple weeks ago. Not today. Not today. I'm sad. Oh, well. Hey, social media links and stuff so people can say goodbye or, or watch your next show. Where can people find yeah. you on Twitter and stuff like that? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rena Brazil and on my website, the30daytrial.com. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monsi Bolanos. And I'm on Twitter at Mr. Bo- at, wait a minute. I'm on Twitter at Bobby DeMiro. I'm on Instagram and in Monsi's phone yeah. as Mr. Bobby DeMiro. That's pretty awesome. I know. I got you. Yeah, the Mr. I got so you. The Mr. That. is a good touch. And I'm on Snapchat, <laughs> which, by the way, Monsi, you haven't added me back on Snapchat yet. Don't worry. I'm not pissed about it. I'm Bobby DeMiro on Snapchat. So if you guys use that, send me a snap. I guarantee you I will snap you back. Ladies, thank you very much for the season. This was a lot of fun. Yes. Thank Thanks, you guys Bobby. for watching. We'll see you in 2015 for the last shit and certainly sooner than that for another After Buzz show. Have a good day, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.